I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Whiskey Geeks. My name is Tim. And I'm Alex, and we are two brothers on a quest to find out what Mando made for baby Grogu out of his <laughs> rest in peace Beskar spear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are here to dive deep with a much more instant reaction than last week to Chapter 5 of the Book of Boba Fett, or as I like to call it, the season premiere of Season 3 of The Mandalorian. Yay! He's back! <laughs> He's back. And, and Boba's nowhere to be found. And the world rejoiced, apparently. Apparently, uh, apparently. Yeah, did you see, there was a, I saw this reaction of the opening scene from a bar that uh, Nerdist posted on their mm. Instagram. And it was, it looked like a sports bar, except they were showing uh, Book of Boba Fett. And when Mando <laughs> stepped through the curtains in like right. the meatpacking warehouse, the yeah. place like erupted and like peanuts were thrown and people were oh jumping God. up and clapping. And I was like, oh, okay. Wow, <laughs> people are going hard for people are psyched for, uh, for din Djarin, apparently yeah um wow that's crazy did you were you that pumped did you freak out i i mean i definitely had like an internal reaction of nice like you know yeah. like maybe like a, a quiet you know back nine tiger woods in his prime like mini fist pump to myself but it was like internal i didn't like yeah, jump yeah, yeah. up off the couch and lose my no, mind no i mean no i mean like i was watching with my wife and i like when he like he walked into like a frame and then when he like turned i could see the spear was sticking up and i went oh shit that's mando um i was not expecting this to just be a mandalorian episode no. which was kind of crazy um, i mean it, but it's uh, called return of the mandalorian so i was like yeah, oh fine. sweet so like we're gonna get we're gonna get mando yeah but it was all mando yeah. And I mean, you know, there's a lot to talk about. So we need to, we'll just yeah. dive right in. Uh, here's your blanket spoiler warning. I mean, you're listening to a reaction podcast about a TV show. So I'm assuming you've all seen it. We've yeah. already spoiled the big, big thing for you right yeah. off the hop. If you haven't seen it, you that's know your what you're getting into when you click play on something that's called yeah. instant reaction. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, I just feel I have to say that because I yeah. just don't want to get yelled at um yeah lots to talk about with this episode um first and foremost let's just let, we're just gonna dive right in and i have a question for you hit me was that the most violent and graphic lightsaber fight that we've ever seen or use of a lightsaber Ooh. that we've ever seen yes we've seen a, we've seen yeah, headings, but sure. But like he cut a lot of people in half. He and really like, did. I don't remember much in Star Wars where we've seen heads in bags. No, no, no. Like this is <laughs> there. There wasn't much carrying around, like in a cloth sack, uh -uh. <laughs> and like putting it on a table. No, yeah, you don't really get that in the Skywalker story no. saga no there's like so, there's some you know there's like maul getting cut in half there's a lot of hands <laughs> a lot of people losing hands oh hands everywhere hands left and right um so like maul gets cut in half and then it's i mean you know that dooku 
got his head cut off by Anakin, but you don't right. see it. But like, this is just some straight up Mando is just barbaric hacking people in half, running them through. Like it was yeah. some game of Thrones shit, not to bring up game of Thrones again, but this was straight up Braveheart game of Thrones stuff with a lightsaber. And I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm here for it. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. I mean, he's the, like, he's the gunslinger, right? He's the, yeah. like his show has been like, people have said it, it. The trope is it's a Western. It's a, it's a grittier side of things. And well, he was not being, he was not holding back. He'd mm -hmm. said right up front. He's like, well, I can bring in warm or I can bring in cold. Oh, the and classic Mando line. It, was, it was nice to hear that again. But then, yeah, gets that dark saber out and goes to town. And the, the other thing about this scene that I really loved that we finally got to see is someone using a lightsaber who touched it to their own skin. Because that's yes. been something that I've been thinking about since I was a child of like, hang on a second. Like, no one gets hurt using a lightsaber. Like, no one... Yeah grazes their own self with this blade that can cut through anything it that was really i mean unfortunate for din it was nice to see no it really was and, yeah. and you're right like i'm i know we've had this conversation over the years of well maybe it's because they can use the force and they're so mm, well trained right. and you know they just have this because of the force they're able to tell exactly how the lightsaber is affecting the air around them so it's never going to cut themselves right but this was someone who's found a new toy. It's really, really cool. And, you know, isn't quite used to it yet. <laughs> yeah. And I know there was a, there was a big conversation uh, when um, The Force Awakens came around with Kylo Ren with the hilt, that yes. his lightsaber design with the hilt, there was a lot of people talking about, like, wouldn't he hit himself with those things? And I think he could be like, well, you know, he's he's a Han and Leia's kid. He was trained by Luke. Like he'd probably get away with it. And, you know, and yeah. I remember thinking like, Oh, it's good for defense. Cause you can block off those glancing blows and all that stuff. But yeah. And anyway, yeah. we could go deep into the lightsaber fighting, but we got a lot of show to talk about. Cause yeah, we do. There was some great stuff. So Mando collecting bounties. He's back into it. Uh, dropping heads on tables. Um, an amazing comedic look when he's in the elevator. Oh, and just yeah. that random civilian just kind of looks over and then the quickly looks away when he tilts his head. That made me, that made me audibly laugh out loud. I was just like, give that person a daytime Emmy, whoever yeah. is that. That was great <laughs> comedy acting right there. <laughs> the uh, reaction acting. That was great. Yeah. But, um, does this and then finds the culvert. It was nice to see the yes. culvert back too. the oh, armor. She survived. She survived. <laughs> uh, Vizsla survived and with their did gear. We, did we know that he was a Vizsla? Or was I this the reveal that he was that he's I, of the Vizsla family? I I don't know. I'll, okay. I'll just straight up. I don't remember. I feel like I would have remembered that he yeah. was just because, like, Vizsla is a very important name in very Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, like Prez Vizsla, go, who go watch Clone Wars. Everybody. Yeah, go watch Clone Wars again. Um, <laughs> Stop making like, me tell you. Go Prez, watch. Clone Wars. Yeah, like Prez Vizsla is. Like, he holds the Darksaber at one point during the Clone Wars, and, yeah. you know, yada, yada, yada. Anyways. Voiced um, voiced by who? Oh, no, I don't know. Favreau. Oh, that's, oh, that's right. Yeah. I think I did. John I did Favreau. Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I know he voiced, yeah, he was like the head of Death Watch and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 That's, John, that's John Favreau voiced him in Clone Wars, so. Okay. It all comes around. It's coming full circle. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So I, I liked getting them back and that, you know, the fact that they escaped, they escaped with all of her tools so that yeah. she can still, you know, fashion Mandalorian armor out of the Beskar. And I liked that she immediately was just like, we don't use Beskar for weapons. This is made mm. to protect. Now, that is, I think, that is a very, their interpretation of what it is to be a Mandalorian. Right, Which, they're like a like, subset the of Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah like, they're, they're it, very, that's not, yeah. It is not the way for a lot of Mandalorians, just like taking your helmet off doesn't get you kicked out of the Cool Kids Club. Um, because this is a like strict, I feel like they're like the splinter cell of Mandalorians who are like hardliners. Yeah. Um, the 1%. <laughs> yeah. And, I got you. You know, he fell in with that crowd because that's who he met first. Yeah. So his little like whistling bird things, those clearly aren't made of Beskar. Right. His little wrist rocket things. Yeah. yeah. Those are, yeah. That's just ammunition. Um, which okay. they can make, but those aren't specifically They're clearly made out not Beskar. Beskar to, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, when she was like, oh, no, we're not going to do it. And he was like, this is the way I was like, this, you're not even going to be like, well, I use this to get the Darksaber. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Just, but I mean, I guess that shows how good of a daddy he is where he wants. No, yeah. no, no, we'll give it to younglings. And okay, so let's get into this. What, what was made for little precious, little baby Grogu? What did so he I've make? Heard- I, he got Frodo's mithril shirt. Yeah, it's a chainmail shirt, right? Absolutely, okay. it's going to be a okay. chainmail shirt. Yeah, okay. Because okay. I've I've listened to a number of like podcasts and read some stuff, and like I haven't heard anybody say chainmail shirt. I know. And I was like, this is very clearly to me. I'm like, this is a chainmail shirt. Yes, they were making okay. tiny little rings to make a tiny little chainmail Beskar yeah. shirt to fit on tiny little Grogu. Yeah. Shout out to the podcast. Um, uh, Ringerverse though with the Midnight Boys their instant reaction because uh, they were talking about how it's like a Two chain chains. he's, he's going to be all drip, <laughs> dripped out and iced out with a fucking chain and that yeah. made me laugh a lot um, yeah. but uh, <laughs> it was so hilarious um, but yeah no okay we're, yeah, that's, we're that's what I thought then. yeah that's what I yeah. thought immediately too I really liked whoever came up with the idea that the little package that they were going to wrap it in looked like a fucking Yoda head too. Yeah, <laughs> like looked like his little was... head with the little ears. I was like, that's a nice touch. Yeah, it was a nice touch. I applaud you, props um, department. Yeah. <laughs> I applaud and you. I'll, another one of those like comedic uh, acting moments is when he's like flying coach with uh, when oh, he's looking so at that good. little thing and like the kid is like, like, like looks over the mom's like, no, no, no. Like you just oh, like, no, sit no, back no. down. Don't have to. <laughs> um, okay. So we'll go back to the, the culvert with the whole yeah. uh, thing. So the armor, we get a nice little history about, you know, there was yeah. a, a Mandalorian who was also a Jedi who came back and created the dark saber, dark saber, who was a Vizsla. Um, we get a lot of back, more backstory about their thoughts on Bo-Katan, yep. which I think is this great to get that backstory, and then clearly that's where he's going. I don't think he's going to go bathe himself in the rivers of Mandalore to get back in, but you never know. Um, but I like because I think he like he met and hung out with Bo-Katan, and like they had that big long conversation in season two, and they took their helmets off, and he freaked out, and they're like, "Oh, you guys are wacky. This is yeah, what well, real that's... Mandalorians do." Yeah. Um, but uh, the duel. What'd you think of the duel? I think the duel was it was really good, and so like before the duel, his training with the dark saber, mm, and how right. he's not he's not ready to wield it properly, which is why it gets heavier and heavier. 
Yeah, it's cool. And I really liked the like the mythos around that. Mm. And it's like, well, if you're not ready to be the leader, then you won't be able to wield this weapon properly. Right. And it's like it's a curse if you don't if you don't win it properly in battle or if it's stolen, the person who steals it won't be able to wield it because they won't be a true leader and so yeah. I liked all that um or like just that that story about it. And then I like how that played very quickly over to Vizla, who's, you know, it, that's my family birthright. I'm going to wield it. I'm strong enough. And then he couldn't do it either. He could barely pick it up too, yeah. And Mando uses that in their fight, knowing he's not going to be able to do it. He then yeah. uses it and he gets one of his vibro blades. Yeah. Um, and, and that's how he ends up winning. So, so I, yeah, I really, I thought that was really well done. I do yeah. like how they... Like, it's very formal. Like, it's almost... Yeah, take your like, jetpacks off. Yeah, exactly. It's like, all right, <laughs> yeah. we're going to take your jetpacks off. If you fall yeah. down and fall into space, that's on you. Yeah, we're going to kill each other, but we're going to do it civilly, at yeah. least. Come on, we're gentlemen about yeah. this. Yeah, hilarious. Um, but yeah, that whole thing was great. It was nice to see the culvert again. Um, you know, great scene of him flying coach and the whole checking the weapons. Yeah. And it, I always love a good scene. Uh, you know, reminded me very Lord of the Rings when they go and see um, the King of Rohan and they're like, yep. we can't let you in so heavily armed. And and they're all just pulling blades out of everywhere <laughs> and daggers at every pick, like pocket in their boot and everything like yeah. that. That like movie trope uh, is always gets a, a, a laugh out of me. Yeah, always works like, for me, too. The badass who's just like, oh, hold on. Oh, no, I yeah. forgot about this one. And here's a bazooka out of my pants and yeah. all that shit. It was very funny. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, right. All these ninja stars that I've got like in my hair. Yeah. Whoops, pull, start sorry. pulling things out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, it was also very office when Jim goes around taking all of Dwight's weaponry around from the office. <laughs> yeah. Stuff. Very great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Fly's coach. Um, goes back to, to Tatooine because he's got a deal to get a new ship, which is yes. awesome. Um, okay, let's dig into so, this. Okay, <laughs> many thoughts. First, I thought it was going to be a. Po- I thought it was a pod racer. So did I. When it was when it was underneath, I was like, I thought it was. I said that to I said that to my wife. I said it's yeah. Anakin's pod. I thought it was going to yeah. be Anakin's pod racing pod, and I was like, oh shit, he's getting a pod racer. That's rad. And then when they pulled off, it was the Naboo Starfighter. And I was like, also cool. Also very, I like how they're tying in and making small things that people may not have used to like, making them important and relevant again. So and all also, of a sudden, But also like taking the bits of the prequels that people didn't outwardly hate. Yeah. Because like the ship design in the prequels was always cool. Yeah. You know, like, and so they're, they're taking these small little nuggets um, again, and we've talked about this before, this is like when fan service is done properly. They're taking these little nuggets of stuff that people either really liked or thought that weren't terrible or they weren't like the main issues. And they're like, we'll give you, we'll give you a little taste or, yeah. but also like trying to redeem <laughs> a lot of yes. stuff. Um, and I love how it's like, I got you a ship and it pulls yeah. it off and he's like, this, this is not a ship. <laughs> like, I don't, you said you got me a razor crest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, to go back to another reference that we talked about previously, this is another amazing Fast and the Furious moment. Yes, right? thank you. When, when Paul Walker wheels in the Supra. He's like, yeah. I thought you said you got me a 10-second car. car, not a 10-minute car. And, and then it's the, oh, check the specs. And then that little mousy dude who gets waxed. It's like, oh, there's carbines and this and that. Like, again, yeah. I clearly don't know cars. 
uh, which is why there was about five minutes of this show that I was like, what are we doing? I understand oh, this... the love of hot rods and Star Wars, but like, what the fuck? Are... I don't know. What What are we doing? Oh, that was, I loved it. <laughs> and she's like, well, I dated a Jawa. Hold on. And like, she's speaking, she's speaking to him about like, just tell them what parts you need. Yeah. And this was very much like Dom rebuilding yeah. his charger. It's got like the oh, yeah. outside of the hood. Like yeah. mount for the engine on front. I was like, sure, a starfighter needs one of those, but I'm here. And when for he turned it, it on too, it like growled like, like a hot rod and shit, yeah. which was really funny. Like, like the um, starfighter has to turn over. Yeah, that that thirsty Jawa trying to get a date was amazing too. Oh, um, I'm wor- I'm I'm still working on me. Still working on me. I'm like, oh, that's great. That's so funny. Very furry. Very furry. She's Fair, she's yeah. a, she's a freak, and I and I love it. Oh. Um, some Did very you get very. The... Go, go ahead. So just so in the same scene, um, did you get the reference to Jedi Fallen Order? Oh no, I did not. The, t- the type of droid that was being eaten by um, whatever that thing that was getting chased around was, and so that was the droid that was on the backpack of um, oh his name escapes me now. The, the main character in the video game, Jedi Fallen uh, Order, has one nice. of those. And that's his little helper. It's a B, BT, uh, BT1, BD1 right. uh, name of the droid. So yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. so that was, that was uh, a, like a really cool throwback. Hey, folks, we're going to be right back here. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to talk about um, the next stuff with all of the ships because it's really great. So we will be right back. Do you like haunted attractions and Halloween things? Do you like behind-the-scenes stories? Do you like listening to two girls go off on random, meandering tangents? Well, we've got the podcast for you. I'm Courtney. And I'm Brianne. And you can hear all those things on the Just Just Haunted Haunted House Things podcast. And we're back. Uh, (laughs) Back from a little break. Okay, coming back in, I wanted to talk about... um, them actually him actually flying the Naboo ship because here's my main question about this whole sequence why does that look so good and that Vespa chase looks so bad um Bryce Dallas Howard's a better better director I mean I mean I was just just saying that I I was just gonna say (laughs) is it because she was directing and yeah said no like if we're gonna do this we're gonna spend the money to do it yeah and this is what I want to do. Yeah, um, because those fl- some of those flying scenes were hot shit, man. It looked so good. Yep. Um, pretty great. Okay. And he yep. hit up Beggar's Canyon. Oh, man. That was a fun little Easter egg, too. Right? Um, also, <laughs> he, he like drove a bunch of the pod race course. Yes. I also noticed like coming out and around the bend, like around yeah, that yeah, one yeah. turn. I was like, oh, hey, this is where the Tuscans were like taking pot shots. Yeah. However, when he did that corner, my brain went go 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 go. I was waiting for Sebulba's pod race noise because the sound of Sebulba's pod racer is just burned into my brain. I get like it's crazy. Um, oh, speaking of, I've got another really funny, weird one that kind of loops in with Boba Fett. My garage door. Oh, the way that it creaks when it opens. I swear to God, is is the Rancor's door opening from jedi oh amazing it, like the frequency hits and it like, like a bit sc- of that squeal squeals at like the same frequency that every time i open my garage door 
I hear like the, and then my brain goes, that's like the Rancor fight music. Like, oh no, it's the Rancor. Oh no, the Rancor. Like hilarious. Anyway, back back on track. This is a weird aside. Um, Okay, we need to talk about the ship. And is this a a do you think that this is a good replacement for a razor crest for someone in his line of work because i have concerns well i do like how the um the like the r2 the droid unit is perfect for grogu for like a little backseat grogu Mm. uh spot but this is a really good starfighter this yeah. is a good, I'm going to get away, I'm going to go someplace. But it feels to me like he might need a few SUV-style ships, mm-hmm. like sort of stashed okay. around. Like yeah. if he's looking to bring someone back in warm, I'm not sure how he's doing it with this That's ship. The like the Razorcrest had a built-in carbonite freezer, and he like stacked up bounties. He had like a whole yeah run of dudes in carbonite in the razor quest late razor crest like he also had a full-on weapons cache mm-hmm. in the razor crest and a bathroom <laughs> and like spots to chill and sleep yep. and like all this stuff and i was just kind of like how is a bounty hunter like again dope ass fighter and oh yeah little escape but um i think i can't remember it might have been the midnight boys again the ringerverse who are talking about like does he get another razor crest and then this becomes like his little like lifeboat yeah <laughs> like he attaches like it can attach to a bigger ship and then he just uses this as a little fly around yeah. kind of so escape pod almost like this, yeah this is what he can use to, like go down to planet or dog fight and all that stuff. yeah he gets some problems yeah just jump out and yeah. dog fight with it but so so yeah, I I had many of these same thoughts. If he's needing a quick getaway, like I don't think he can get into this with his jetpack on. Oh, that's a good point. Like <laughs> I, I don't think that. I don't think if he jumps in, like trying to make a speedy getaway, it's he's gonna have to like slide the seat forward and like prop right. up his jetpack in the little bubble and then get back in. Um, I'm not sure where he. I mean, not that he carries a lot of the big weapons. Like we haven't seen his like his giant blaster. Um, at least oh, yeah, he didn't have it rifle. on him this time. His big rifle, right? So yeah, that's like, right. He, he didn't have, have that. I'm not sure. Episode. Maybe there's a nice external little compartment, like a little pop up. Like there's no reason oh, this thing cool. can't have some spots on the outside where you could put things. Similarly, I assume this is going to be tricked out with a bunch of awesome weaponry, which would also have I mean, to. In- like spin yeah. out somehow, right? It looked like they added blaster cannons. Yeah, on, I mean, it, yeah, like on the on the front. The, on the front yeah, it, it did. Look oh, like another it. real quick Easter egg. Did you notice that the part <clears throat> that the Jawas brought to them, that big long, like javelin looking thing, that's the part that they were trying to stop the trash compactor with in I, New Hope. I did notice that. That's a that was a fun little that like was a really I recognized. Good. I recognize that. <laughs> I recognize those little bumps and ridges. What oh, yeah. is that? Super yeah. fun. Um, yeah, so it, I did see like a couple of blaster cannons that were mm-hmm. added. Yeah, like market. up on the front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, I assume there's some other tips and tricks, like a, oh, you yeah. know, a little Boba Fett style seismic charge coming out the back. Uh, Pretty sweet. S- something. 
Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. So the test flight was great. Super rad. I like the little callback to the um, Greedo kid uh, yeah. where he actually nodded at him and nods and stuff like that. Um, and then we get a, uh, a black guy driving a nice car getting pulled over by the cops moment, <laughs> which was fun. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to remote take control and uh, take yeah. you back down. It's like, hey, man, like, uh, uh, sorry, officers. Like, uh, I'll go I'll go back right now. No, 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 we're going to have to take this. Oh, oh ha- hang on a second, sir. And then the and then Kim's convenience comes in and is like, hang on a second. Yeah. I don't think we <laughs> really... drive a razor crest. Yeah, yeah. We don't need to do I all recognize that. recognize your voice. Like, I, we could probably, do you want to go back to the office and do all the paperwork? Yeah. <laughs> L- listen, honky. Yeah. We, <laughs> we need to do that shit. Yeah. Uh I like the uh you drive a razor crest at some point. <laughs> that was pretty great. Uh, yeah, that was good. And then he's I like love how did guy. he jump how did he jump to light speed without and he goes, those were just to sublight engines. <laughs> yeah, that guy's so cool. It um, flips the NAS switch. Is it does it kind of suck to you to think about how the rebellion like fought against the Galactic Empire so hard? and like overthrew this big tyrannical government to be beat cops yeah like these x-wing fighters that <laughs> like in theory were there at endor you know I mean, you like know that, playing like the, the drums with the ewoks and yeah you know and now they're like oh why oh hey where'd you get stationed oh I, I got sent to the outer rim oh really like are you hunting down pirates and stuff like no i i've got the the orbit of tatooine uh beat yeah well that sucks <laughs> yeah, that blows that's that's not what you that's what you signed up you were, for no that's not what you sign up for with the rebellion um anyway i just thought that was yeah. just a weird thought that i had i'm like that's kind of funny um so then he gets back um lands the ship and then we get the then hilarious we get reveal we yeah. get the hilarious reveal that like nah she's locked outside and then no 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 i'm right here yeah <laughs> That jumped your gate. <laughs> um, so I like how he tosses the money back and he's like, no, no, no. Like I'll do this one for free. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. So, and then it leaves it. He's like, yes, I'll help, but I got to go yeah. do a thing. So like, I guess that leaves us with a couple options. One, they just yada, yada it. And the next episode he's like coming back mando's coming back to tatooine having done said aaron and then the first episode what, say of season three of mandalorian three of mando is that is yeah, him going in. off to see grogu right or we i mean i can't imagine we're going to get another mando focused episode here with only no i two think that would left i think that would be a bad choice yeah um i think I think your first inclination is what I'm thinking as well. I'm thinking it's, oh yeah, no, we got him. I think the next episode is going to be like, so we got him. Yeah. We need more people. And this is going to be like the getting more muscle. And this might be the Bosk, Dengar, um, Grief Karga, Mayfeld, like the other people. And then the start of the, I mean, for F's sake, we've got two episodes left and you're talking about a war with the Pikes and all we've seen is them walk off of it. We've seen 30 of them walk off of a yeah. ship. Yeah. Like, they just don't seem like a threat right no, now. No, it doesn't. So. Like, it seems like with 
like Fett, now that he's got his ship back, could fairly easily. I mean, I don't think taking them out on planet is the issue, though. Like, I think he is playing chestnut checkers and yeah. he's thinking, okay, I can take them out now, fine. But it's when the reinforcements come back. Like, I need yeah. to take them out and then be able to hold the planet to a say, no, 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 this is mine now. So I think that's likely where like where it's going and why maybe we haven't seen more. They are doing a really good job, I think, of keeping the viewer with the same amount of knowledge of the big bad right. as as Fett, right? Like we're not getting yeah. any extra information about what's going on. Yeah. And like unlike like, you know, the Skywalker saga where you did get the other side, right? Like you knew what the Empire was doing or you knew what the First Order was doing or you knew what the galactic trade tax collectors were trying to do in the prequels. Um, but <laughs> at least you, like you knew that, right? So yeah. I think maybe that's why we haven't seen a lot more of like the Pike Syndicate or, you know, hopefully Crimson Dawn that's backing them. And yeah. it's just, they're using that storytelling trope of like, no, this is a bit more point of view. We're going to mm -hmm. sit with, with Boba Fett and just experience what he's experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I understand that. Um, <sighs> I hope I'm, yeah. I'm a little concerned Well, with the landing of this, of yeah. this, uh, of this ship, if you will. So I think that the greater question for me is, on the whole of like the show of Boba Fett, do you yeah. think that it is a good thing that arguably the best episode of the season is one that the titular character was not in? Or did you, or did you think this was the best episode of the season? Let's start there. So I'm almost viewing this episode as like an extra right because i i like because i thought that this was a six episode season we now have seven Not and seven, this episode's yeah. in here so i'm almost viewing this as an extra episode outside of the book of boba fett story right and because i was thinking about this today i'm thinking about all of these star wars properties together like they're oh, telling yeah. one story. So yeah. I think it's okay to have episodes like this that focus on another main character that, I mean, we've all fell in love with Yeah, and bringing him in, we sort of need to know, like having him just show up, I think would have been even more jarring mm. because then people would have said, okay, but how'd he get here? Why is he here? I thought he was off good doing, you know, whatever. Right. So I liked the explanation. It's, it is a little, it, it goes along the same lines of what we were saying with Boba Fett before, but how he's been taking some L's. And once again, it looks like Boba Fett's not doing much and Mando's coming in to the rescue. And we've, yeah. we've talked about this before, right? About how, you know, like he got his ass kicked by BK and he got his ass kicked by... The, well, I mean that one I'm I, okay I, with. Yeah, the ninjas with the energy with the yeah, the energy, energy sword, shields. The energy shields. Yeah, just, yeah, I mean, it's just we haven't seen him do much, right? No. 
Like we just no. we just haven't. And okay. really, we're only four episodes in to finding out about a character that I think people are saying, "Oh, well, we know who Boba Fett is." Well, no, you don't. Yeah, no. He had what like seventeen like so few minutes of actual on screen time, like six, seven minutes worth of screen time in the in the movies. He's been explored more in, you know, the expanded universe of books and comics, um, video games, things like that. But really we don't know much about his motivations or anything. So I think they're building that, which is what we got from the Tuscan storyline, which is why I still think episode two has been my favorite episode of the season because yeah. it gave us this is why Boba is doing what he's doing. And ish. this is why, I mean, ish, but yeah. it's the, it's then followed up with other things in the, in the next couple episodes of like my time with them made me stronger. Like you can only go so far by yourself. You need a tribe. Like why do, why is family now important to him? So, I, I think it's a little a little unfair to you know to just say you know episode five was by far the best and it's because Boba Fett wasn't in it. It's like well no, it's because well, it wasn't, was. I don't think that's the reason. No, it's it's but. because it was Mando, who right. there was a like prolonged break after the end of season two, yeah. and we're all dying to know what's going on. So well, I, mean, I think there was a lot of had... excitement there. Yeah, we've also had way more screen time with Din Djarin than we have with Boba Fett, including mm -hmm. the expanded. Like, yes. even if you take all of the episodes of Clone Wars and Rebels, well, he wasn't in Rebels. If you take all the episodes of Clone Wars that had Boba Fett in it, I would still think we've had more screen time with yeah. Din Djarin than we have with Boba Fett. Um, I think it's very, very deliberate that what they're doing is they're not calling these episodes, they're calling them chapters. Yeah. I think... I think that's a very deliberate move by them because I do think that when this is all over, when we get Acolyte and Ahsoka and the next season of Mandalorian and the next season of Boba Fett, I think when this is all wrapped up, I think it is basically going to be a Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, Wheel of Time, Skystone yeah. style yeah, uh, story book series, and yeah. these are all chapters in the same book series, and it, yeah. it's all interconnected. It's all weaved in together. So, um, and you'll I be agree. able to go back and like watch chronologically of yes. how the chapters take place. Yeah, and it'll be like an amazing book. Yeah, I think yeah. it's it's going to be really. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see because not everybody as is as into this fandom stuff as like we are or a lot of the people who are watching it there are casual fans out there who kind of you know dip in and out of stuff and it's going to be interesting if anybody was like a mando fan and then they're like i don't care about boba fett i'm not going to watch it and then they they'd missed this episode and then when <laughs> season three of mandalorian shows up they're just gonna be like what yeah <laughs> and then like oh no no you have to go and watch that one um it's very it's very similar to what the DC television universe the um oh crap I can't remember the network now that it was on but like Flash and Arrow like the whole CW. Arrowverse CW thank you like 
the DCCW shows, they were do yeah. they do a ton of crossover stuff yeah. between Flash and Arrow and you know Legends, all that kind of stuff. And it's like if you don't if you miss those crossover shows and like you're only watching one, you mm -hmm. can miss major plot stuff. Like I was watching The Flash for a while. It just got a little repetitive after three or four seasons. Um, but I remember there was a few times in that that I was like, wait, what? What yeah. happened? And then I went online. They're like, oh, no, no. He showed up in an episode of Arrow. And yeah. they did like a major Flash plot point <laughs> on another show. So it like forced you to watch all of them. And I feel yeah. like they're kind of doing I mean, it's the same. The MCU does that too. Yeah. Well, I mean, in comic right. books, they put those nice little notes at the bottom, like see issue seven of yeah. Thor to, get to understand that reference, right? Or, yeah. or whatever. So yeah. So yeah. So yeah. anyway, so I think it's very, very deliberate what they're doing. Um, I also trust them. I also don't think they're dumb. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> my God, am I happy the show exists. Um, yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'm loving every minute that I spend and getting a whole episode of of Mando with the dark saber and a bit of backstory there. It was, it was great. Absolutely. Are we going to see him use the dark saber against the pikes in this? Are we going to get to see him cut some more people down? Will it, will the book of Boba Fett tell more dark saber story where he gets more proficient with it? Will he learn how to wield it in this show? Or is that being saved for Mandalorian season three? Yeah, no, I mean, Luke's going to teach him how to use it, right? When he goes to see Grogu. Shit. Do you think that's what it's going to be? I mean, who better to teach someone how to wield a, the weapon that a Jedi made than the only Jedi master that's kicking around right now? I mean, wouldn't Shit, that be I amazing? Think about that. Wouldn't that be amazing, though? How to that lead, would make how Luke to. Wake pretty effing yeah, cool, too. If he it trains. would, wouldn't it? Are we going to get to see Grogu use a lightsaber? I. I don't know. I I don't. I think Grogu. I will might say be... this. I will say this about the prequels. Yoda's the pretty. Yoda lightsaber fight is one of the only redeeming things of Attack of the Clones. Yeah, yeah. When he pulls his robe back and uses yeah. the Force to bring his little little lightsaber over to his hand, just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I feel like like Yoda. I feel like Grogu is much more of a master of the force and might just not need a lightsaber yet. And might just be, you know, sitting on his meditation stone and getting that blue blue light to to turn on again and doing a lot more of that kind of stuff as a like super powerful force user. Um so like if he was to get a, you know, lightsaber, like find a kyber crystal, I feel like he'd be much more of the green lightsaber color to match the, you know, lightsaber second force first as opposed to the blue, which is let's get down to business lightsaber yeah. color. Yeah. So, so yeah, I I don't know. I mean, obviously like Grogu could barely get up into a chair. So him wielding a lightsaber might be a kind of it, it'd be like that YouTube video where those jackasses gave the the chimpanzee an AK forty seven. I mean, we've all seen that one, right? No, uh, have you? Do you not know what no, I'm talking about? No. Oh, yeah. So I, people give there's the chimpanzee and these they give an AK forty seven to it, and of course it starts firing off rounds and they all scatter and dive behind things. 
but I, I kind of feel like that would be Groku with a, wielding a lightsaber. Just How the like, hell are humans still around? Can you answer me that? Because I, I have no fucking clue sometimes. It, wow. It's shocking. Um, one um, last thing I wanted to uh, to ask you. Yeah. Because a big part of this episode that we both loved was the hot rod uh, Dom in uh, souping up his car. So what starship would you choose in the Star Wars universe? Hmm. And I will give you anything. Like if you want Snoke's massive. No, no, thanks. Star Destroyer, feel free. But no. what? And if you want to, because I was thinking about this, so I have my answer. So I'll go first. No, so no, no, no. Are you I'm, ready? No, you I'm good? good. I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, first, I think I actually think that was my least favorite part of the episode. No, I like the montage of them building the hot rod. The part that, about this about this episode that drove me a little crazy was when they got really technical about oh the manifold's got to go this way and the this and the that and blah blah blah. Oh, but yeah. When they started talking parts, I was like, oh shut the fuck up. No, that's uh, the midichlorians. Give me some eighties, you know, music synth music underneath this, and let's just give me an actual montage. Um, I yeah, mean, that's Millennium trying Falcon. To... Millennium Falcon is like the obvious answer that I think most people would probably give. Um, I have always been partial to the tie interceptor, the look of the tie interceptors, the ones with like the curved wings uh -huh. inside, the one that Vader had in a new hope for those yep. listening. Okay. I always loved the look of that. So it would either be that, or I always thought that the B wings didn't get enough, didn't get enough run. Okay. Um, they got a lot more. They got there was a big thing on B wings and rebels. There was like a whole episode based off of them. But they for for those listening, if you're not gigantic nerds like us, they're the ones that look like T's. Yeah. <laughs> they like fly sideways and then they get into attack mode. They like flip down and the wings come yeah. out and it's like a flying cross through the air. Yeah. Um. So if I was picking a rebellion ship, it would be a B wing, uh, or a tie interceptor. Okay. Um, well, I like that. So I can, I can pick one from both yeah, yeah. the Alliance and the Empire. Okay. So the one I was thinking of was the Scimitar Sith infiltrator that Darth Maul flies. Um, oh, yeah, that it's kind of got the dope. pod. So like, it looks like it's got kind of the duality of being a starfighter, but then also might have room to, you know, sort of stretch out, lie down, you know, do some jumping jacks for those long, uh, hyperspace travels. So I liked uh, I liked the look of that one, and it I mean it's similar to the you know inspiring the Tie Fighters. It looked very similar of that. Um, I also liked I liked the the ones the Jedi were using in Attack of the Clones, mm, like specifically yeah. when Obi Wan with that little ring that he goes and like slots yeah. into so it can jump. Uh, I thought those were like I thought those were really fun, but something you know like something with a bit of space like Ghost from from rebels yeah ghost is like pretty cool ship pretty cool ship yeah like uh, similar like the razor crest if it wasn't falling yeah. apart all the time like something ghost, about that size but ghost is the, pretty great the ghost shows up in rise of skywalker folks that's right it does yep didn't it's, it's one of the ships in the background in rise of skywalker and yeah. isn't it also in it's not in rogue one is it they didn't put it in that uh, one too, no. or is it just Rise of, it's just Rise of Skywalker? I think it's just Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that was so cool because it's one of the ones that swoops in sort of right behind the Falcon. 
yeah when they're doing their big attack run yeah yeah when they all show up and whatever that planet's name is exegol yeah exegol uh yeah. yeah when wedge is sitting in the gunner seat of the falcon that movie's a lot better than i think people gave it credit for i i will fight people for that i I think rise of skywalker is a lot better than a lot of people thought it was there's a i think people get hung up on the 27 minutes they didn't like and yeah. not the two hours and 10 minutes that were quite enjoyable yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and and again that's fine you know if if yeah, i can be fine. entertained by 80 percent of a movie thoroughly and 20 percent of it i was just like oh that dragged like hey 80 percent i'll i'll watch that 100 <laughs> percent. um cool well folks that's going to be it for chapter five of the book of boba fett come back next week we will do chapter six uh and keep checking back our youtube channel look us up on youtube the whiskey geeks we've got whiskey reviews we've got comic reviews we've got pairings we've got interviews with comic book creators we're uh in the midst of planning some interviews with more comic book creators and some uh whiskey folks some master distillers some uh, other whiskey experts from across canada and the world so uh make sure you're subscribing to that uh what should they do after listening to this podcast with our podcast feed alex i mean if just hit that subscribe button would be great oh, and maybe go. uh maybe like rate and review like a little five star yeah. rating would be would five be really would be, nice that'd be pretty that'd dope be, it would be Not gonna lie. yeah wow. maybe you can maybe check sh- out a really uh outdated website that we have the whiskeygeeks.com yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll update that one of these days. Yeah, when we both, you know, don't have uh, young children and are trying to also have real jobs. Ah, no one wants to hear us complain about this. No. Um, When we're not playing video games and reading comic books and drinking whiskey and we feel like coding a website. (laughs) Well, it's not even that. Yeah, I mean, it's when when one of us hadn't read a word of saga and we decided to do a nice deep dive of saga so i had 54 issues of a comic book to read i'm uh, very proud of you you like flew through that well it's pretty good so it's not a hard thing to um to keep reading i'll say that Mm -hmm. um i have thoughts but we'll get into that uh when we get there so coming up folks we do have our uh the finish of our last pairing which has taken us an ungodly amount of time to put up but it is is secret invasion from marvel there is a show coming of secret invasion so this is a nice little primer to get everybody prepped for that um we've got a neck pour session that we're going to be recording a nice little lafroig that we're going to review on the youtube channel uh so keep coming back checking stuff out i don't know drop us a line thewhiskeygeeks at gmail.com add us on instagram at the whiskey geeks whiskey has an e in it you can ask us questions there we're pretty active on that um who did our theme song alex oh that's a call and response an amazing artist from canada good friend of the uh of the podcast go check out his stuff uh, buy his stuff support mm-hmm. artists great music my son's constantly uh asking if i can put something about your love on when we're driving in the car so it's nice great great song so yes thank you very much for the use of that yeah all right folks well that's gonna be it for us we're gonna wrap it up and uh we'll see you next week in the meantime i could bring you in warm or i could bring you in cold i'm tim i'm alex cheers everyone bye